Welcome everybody to the Outside Edge, a podcast from extreme athletes, for extreme athletes, and all people extreme across the planet. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. Joined by my producer, Mikey Lee. Hello, everyone. Yeah. How are you? You know, so, you know, our episodes, we've uh, had one sponsor almost right from the beginning. Yeah. And that sponsor, of course, is Pull Water Sports. We tell you about them quite a bit on the podcast. Oh, yeah, baby. They're a great dealership and great friends of mine. And we decided today, why not bring them on? So, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you Jenny and Perry Serwitz. What's up, guys? I was just about to say, please don't tell me we lost them right at the intro. (laughs) Now a word from our sponsor. (laughs) How are you guys doing? We are excellent. Right on. So, Mike, I got to tell you, when I first met Jenny, I was uh, I had just finished doing my bus tour, just finished being, you know, the pro guy and getting my sponsor money. Did you immediately go, hello, Jenny? (laughs) It was close. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. That's that's all about all I could do when I yeah. my first rep job. So I walked in and she was actually my first. She was she was my first uh, sale as as a rep, and she signed up. And she it was great because Jenny had a uh, just a small shop up on uh, it's in north of Atlanta up on uh-huh. Lake Lanier, and she's on you know on Lake Lanier. There's a whole row of dealers kind of all on a right next to each other like car dealerships yeah and she started a shop on the other side of the lake because really nobody was any take, taking care of them, anybody on that side of the lake and it was just a shop because she loved the, the sport and loved to get into it and uh let's talk about that for a minute jenny on, on how you why you opened that and and how you went about it because we we had no sense and nothing better to do <laughs> jenny your voice no. has gotten so much i was deeper. about to say holy moly wait a minute what is going on here i jump in so, um, is your wife's name George? <laughs> it was um, one weekend just before our Fourth of July. We live on the lake, and we broke our rope, um, and we didn't have anywhere to go to buy a rope. So I went to Walmart, and it was not what we wanted. And we said, "Gosh, isn't there anywhere around that we can actually touch and feel something and get a good quality like wakeboard line?" Oh. And we couldn't do anything. And that's when the whole idea came about that why don't we start a little shop? And, what, and how hard could retail what, be? What year was that? That was, we, the idea came to mind about 20, about 2009. Okay. And we opened the shop in 2011 with just the passion for, you know, reaching out to the people who um, were not the diehards, but the recreational folks out there that still wanted good quality products. Right. And so we wanted to talk with those customers in a real way and not um, overwhelm them with technological well, with different terms. And she passed it on to me. She gave me the look and passed it on to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know what? It's, it's interesting because, you, you come up here or you go to any lake or any town and you think, you know, surely there's a place to go to get good quality, you know, goods. Right. So, sure. so any line of sporting goods and, you know, in a world where it was big box and moving to online, you know, we're kind of crazy because we open up a little brick and mortar retail pro shop as everything's blowing up online and people are looking at us like, are you crazy? But we still believed in the touch it, feel it, you know, kind of mentality. We grew up, you know, as, as 
water skiers, boaters, snow skiing, hockey. And the pro shop was such a big part of us as kids growing up, walking in as a, you know, sitting there and dreaming about the next pair of snow skis you were going to buy. You had no money. You were probably five years before you could afford it or your parents bought it. Right. But you walk in every weekend dreaming about it. Right. Yeah. And so we just believed in creating that same kind of experience. Um, and we were really deliberate on keeping a pro shop environment. Um, and that's that's kind of was the genesis. But it, it started with, you know, one one weekend with no rope and and nowhere to go to get it, which is crazy to think. You know, it's really funny that you mentioned that because I I feel like that is the thing that, you know, with all the online shopping, the Amazons and the uh, Ebays and all that, uh, that that's the one thing that is lost is kind of that nostalgia of walking into a store and kind of, you know, you might be there to get, like you said, uh, you just seen a new ski rope, uh, but you like to kind of peruse and kind of window shop right there in the store. So you're looking at new uh, gear, you're looking at new uh, maybe uh, clothing or whatever uh, that you want to get. And uh, and I think I think that's lost today. A lot of it is. I mean, all the window shopping comes in the form of spam mail. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's crazy to think that. And, you know, we wanted to cater to people who. You know, from guys who walked in knowing what pro board setup they wanted or the average family that walked in and had no clue and needed to be guided. And it's still kind of the guiding principle of what we do. Um, and that's what makes it fun. You know, when you're setting up a family and, and, and that has no clue, that's just getting into water sports um, and putting them on the right gear, that's pretty cool. And, you know, Fortunately, most of the most of the manufacturers and the big brands that we all deal with um, have done a really good job protecting the pro shop model and and enforcing map pricing and things like that. So so when it comes down to it, our our prices are the same as online, although we can offer some in-store incentives to regular customers and things like that. So, you know, you have to constantly educate people and tell them, hey, we're the same price. Online's not cheaper. Right. You know, we're in nothing, nothing against online. There's people who don't have a pro shop around the corner so they don't have a choice um but it's you know it's that's the satisfying part of the business right right and i it i guess you get to chance to actually educate people too because there's nothing better than when you break a fin or you break a binding and you yeah. can actually walk into some place and get the screw that you need you know whereas on amazon that's not going to happen or or you know maybe they'll have a part there that you need or, or maybe they'll even swap you out a pair of bindings and send back the warranty and, and that's a huge part of it that people oh, seem to forget. For years, for years I would um, just take old boards and I would take everything off of it. I'd take the fins, the screws, the bindings, everything so that, and I had big toolboxes of extra bindings and screws and clips and fins. So just in case somebody came in and it was really exciting to find that fin for that person. Right. To them because I took it off of something that was old, but again, Bringing back new life into that—that's really exciting. yeah. They yeah. look at you like, well, what do I owe you for this? You know, this fin off an old whatever. Right. And we're like, nothing. You're good. And they, you're like, really? Yeah. You know. And that's kind of how you build that that business. And again, that vibe, right? We go back to us as kids, you know, and whatever pro shop it was, and that's the support you got when you walked in the door, right? You know? And that's what you expect. That's awesome. And what, so what were you guys carrying at the, at the, when you first opened the shop, what did you have in there? No, uh, yeah. not much. No, it's, and it wasn't easy because I start, well, we came up with the idea together and Perry was still working his full-time job. And I was, 
I'd had a career before this and then I was mom for a while and I said, how hard can it be to start a retail store? Right. And we went out to the different brands and not everybody would let us carry their product. And Liquid Force was one of the ones that said, yes, they're going to stand by us and they're going to let us go ahead and open. And how far is it as, as a drive to go to the other shops? Like what's the closest shop on the other side of the lake from you guys? It's, it's a solid 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah, and, so and the enough. other thing was, well, and, and then about an hour and a half away was Ambush, and they were phenomenal. And I bought my first wakeboard from Chuck at Ambush. So when he was a tiny little shop, and it was really cool to, you know, kind of model in a way that experience of walking in and having that same service. But yeah, all the other guys were on the other side of the lake, and um, and they were also in boat dealerships, and not a knock to any pro shop in a boat dealership. We just wanted to be different. Um, we wanted to focus on not trying to sell somebody a boat necessarily, but put them on the right board. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, and it, in going back where it started was a, a random call kind of tracked down Matt long, our liquid force rep. And I remember going to his house and sitting in his kitchen and, and explaining what we wanted to do. And he kind of looked at me like, really? And you don't want to be over by all the other dealers on the other side of the lake. And I said, Nope, we want to be here and we want to be different. And we want to stand on our own. And he kind of looked and had People a conversation. We were, yeah. yeah, they thought we were nuts, but he supported us. So when we first opened, really, it was um, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't. I have to say it. We wouldn't be here without the support of, of Liquid Force and Matt Long. Wow, that's yeah, so awesome. We out and we'd have, you know, like five boards and then we'd have to order more. And then we had ropes and then he would bring over some of his stock. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, from Liquid Forest, that just as that company themselves. So you could carry, you could carry ropes, you can carry vests, you could probably carry some tubes or some inflatables. Correct. Yeah. Yep. You had enough with them, um, and you know, straight line and the stuff that Matt was able that Matt was repping to open the doors. Yeah. You know, and at least open the doors with a good um, variety of product and really be able to get people what they wanted and on the right gear. Sure. Yeah, and then, then we got in with um, with radar. Because we, oh, that was our background was in skiing. That's what we've done all of our lives. I started skiing at seven. Right. And were, were you an O'Brien or an HO skier back then? Brian's. Well, I started out on wood skis. Oh, did you really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Got a girl. Remember, the two planker. She, she's 83. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, I'm 83. Um, no, I remember uh, learning how to ski when I was seven in Wisconsin on a little lake called White Lake. Oh, yeah. And it was in Tello, Wisconsin. And uh, I started out on a board that had a rope that came up through it. And then from that, I progressed on to two, two wooden skis. But, yeah, after that, um, and that's what we did. After yeah. school, like in high school and stuff, you'd go to the lake and you'd try to ski. You know, you'd sit out on the dock waiting for somebody to come by and pick you up. Right. With right. your life jacket in hand and you'd just go. With your, Well, you'd probably wear on a bikini and a, a ski belt at the time if you were getting free rides. Exactly, and, and a and a ski cap, like a ski cap. <laughs> <laughs> I remember back. So you're, we're going back. Like, what years are we talking? Is this seventies or eighties? Oh, this is seventies. Seventies, yeah. yeah. So well, that's when I started skiing. I we gave all the girls a ski belt. They weren't allowed to wear a vest. Yeah, that was yeah. our deal. Good. Oh, do you remember tubing with the black inner tube? Oh, that you, had oh. That thing that would hit you in the stomach. Yeah, the valve. Food? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'd use a big truck or tube. Yeah, you would actually use a tube. A, yeah, a actual tube with a those, valve. Yeah, yeah, those were around whenever I was a kid. Yeah. I remember going out to the lake with my uncle yeah. and riding around on those damn things. The funny thing is you'd tie the rope around part of the tube, and yeah. the tube was full, right? Yeah. But when the boat yeah. took off, it would cinch. Or, yes. And you're like, oh, my God, it's going to pop. It's going to pop. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember that. I yeah. remember becoming a teenager and, and seeing um, a pre-made, like, manufactured tube for tubing. Yeah. You know, with the nylon uh, wrap around it so that you didn't fall through the hole. I remember yeah, that seeing that cheating. for the first time, and I was like, you pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a true tuber unless you have a scar on your stomach from the valve. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I can still feel it now. Yeah. Oh, that hurt. But so, it was but, some of the best. Days. But then you get into O'Brien. So a lot of people don't realize that Radar is uh, is Paul O'Brien, which is Herb O'Brien's son. And uh, a lot of us that started on O'Brien skis back in the day, that, you know, it's really cool because Radar is the only independently owned company left, I think, in the industry. Yeah, yeah, and it's you did a, a you know show kind of going back to the kind of the founders of the sports when when it went to uh, when you talk about O'Brien and. Connolly and all those guys and it's fascinating I think we talked about this at dinner one time just if you go back to really those kind of forefathers of the sport and it's such a cool story because anybody growing up you know had some exposure to these products right and they in the legacy still continues which is great yeah and that's what's so cool about you guys now. So I, you, in 2011 you probably wasn't a huge profit year you probably just over broke even and uh you know even, even. i think we were still in the hole yeah we, put a, yeah, we continued to, to but but perry was working full-time and i did this and raised three kids and after school stuff and i would put a note on the door when i had to go pick up the kids from elementary school and then oh, the kids funny. had to come into the shop yeah and they helped me you know tag stuff and merchandise and sweep the floors and they were seven eight and ten wow. and um you know and it was really fun we had a really, you're working hard, but we had a really good time. It's and America. Again, <laughs> That's the yeah. American dream, American working family right there. That's right. Well, That's right. And the thing that I thought was so great was everybody knows that feeling. Whatever level you're at, when you've been out on the lake all day and you come home at night and your body hurts, but it's a good hurt. You might be a little bit sunburned and you smell the lake on your skin. You just remember that feeling. Right. And that's what I always think about when people come in to buy a wakeboard or a tube or a rope is I we are now a part of those memories that they're going to have forever. Right. And that's why I love your show so much, too, Dave, is because you talk about all those things and we all can relate to it. Right. We can all have those experiences, even if it was one weekend of summer, to go out and just have so much fun on the lake. Or, or the new boater, right? The cool thing is. We're, we're trying to help a lot of new families who are just starting their, you know, boating and lake experience, you know, lifetime. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, because uh, you can keep them on the guidelines of how to build yeah. those fun stories. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, you can get into we probably could go on forever about the cost of these sports and the cost of the boats. And I, you know, I was listening. You were talking to your mother about, you know, what we all grew up on, what you started skiing off of, you know. And it's, it's really, you know, we all have those memories of skiing off of whatever, an old aluminum fishing boat, right. you know? And so we kind of, at the shop here, we don't, we, we don't care what people are on. We hope they're just on the water, you yeah. know? And that's the coolest thing about just being a pro shop. Yeah, that's not a bad idea to actually have a 
John boat setup, like yes. do, do a ski package with it. Like sell yeah. a, sell a John boat with a 25 horse, whatever on it, Yeah, you know, and actually include the, what, what do you call the little hitch that you hook on? And it has the ball that glides back and forth behind the motor. Yeah. Uh, oh. The yoke. It's a tow harness that yeah. goes around. Exactly. Yeah. So sell a whole package you get a pair of combo wooden skis, uh, you know, a, a wooden Turn your handle. weekend fishing boat into a ski boat. Right. Yeah. yeah. The row package. That that would be awesome. You could probably sell the whole thing for like four grand. Yeah. yeah you know? <laughs> boat, motor, skis. Right. <laughs> Put a little rack on it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and then we move forward. So 2011 was your first year. I imagine by 2012, how many followers do you think you had the first year? It's got to be 10, 20. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was like regular customers that are coming back. I remember back in. our very first Facebook friend who is a high school kid at the time, and now he has graduated high school and college. And I still see him, and I'm like, You were my first Facebook friend. But, um, you know, we grew very slow and steady, and just again, giving that kind of service. And because I was a mom and he was traveling, right? And I was in the shop, you know. People knew, oh, okay, they would just wait outside the door until I got back from picking the kids up from school. Right. And so we just kind of started that whole vibe. And then we got into surfing in Not early, but 2013. Yeah. Right. We started what we call Thursday Surf Night. Right. And the daughter and I would go out on our boat. And and this is would, just your own personal boat. This is before you started selling boats. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We would go out on our boat. And we would get as many people as we could to sit on one side of the boat. Right. And drive in a circle. Sure. So that we could create a wave. And we would take, again, we took people out because we wanted to put more people in the boat. Yeah. To get a bigger wave. And that was a straight ski boat, you know, with the doghouse in the middle and everything. The doghouse in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we just, we had so much fun. And then that kind of grew. And now it is regular Thursday surf night and people come out with their own boats. And we yeah. So let's board. talk about that. Let's how you, let's talk about how you move. So if I can paint the picture for the audience, when I first met Jenny, her shop was in a strip mall and mm -hmm. how many, what were there four other businesses in that, in that yeah. building? Yeah. And they, she, she's in the middle and how many square feet did you have? Wasn't much. We were 1100 square feet, 1100 square feet to start with. Uh -huh. And now they're a full boat dealership. They carry, uh, you guys carry uh tiger boats, Yep. And uh, what else do you carry now? Godfrey pontoons, Yamaha outboards, and um, we work on you know all Inmar engines. Um, yeah, and then a big big service. So service center is really the big part of that operation, and, and the pro shop is still separate. But Every, it it didn't get that easy. Yeah. yeah so so let's talk about that. Let's talk about how you did that. Like that that story of that transition. So my daughter and I are out every Thursday night. And we're trying to get as many people from the shop to come out and help us surf. And then we sponsored a, uh, what they call like a reunion or a get together of a certain boat brand. Okay. We did that. And one guy. You're not going to say the name, are you? You're not going to say the name of that boat brand, are you? <laughs> we will. We, we actually. <laughs> it was them. Super Moomba and they're yeah. wonderful. Yeah. We and so we. Um, wait, we had wait the vacuum friend. makers? <laughs> yes. And, not and Roomba. Moomba. I, oh, I thought you said Roomba. I'm like, wait a minute. Moomba. Yeah, <laughs> Self-driving boat. Now they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little late on the Mike's late on the buttons today. So, oh, so sorry, I, I digress. Go ahead. 
we, um, and again, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. I'm just having fun. And so, um, somebody said, Hey, you guys should carry a brand of boats. I'm like, what? They said, Oh, you should carry Tyga. And I was like, Tyga. Well, it ended up that Perry got on a Tyga boat with somebody and then he asked me to jump on and we looked at it and I said, that's kind of cool. And, uh, the person said, Oh, well, there's, we, we were looking to buy a new boat. And, um, I said, well, where do you buy one of these? And they said, Oh, there's no dealer around here. Ah. So laying in bed, Perry goes, I think we should sell boats. And I said, no, yeah, I we, am not a boat dealer. Right. We no, have no, no. no clue. We have no clue. We're like, what are we thinking? And I quietly sent a note to Tyga and said, Hey, here's what we're about. Oh, we without up- Jenny knowing Jenny didn't even know you said, yeah, that's how I do everything. So, <laughs> um, so I send them a quiet note, you know, say, Hey, this is kind of what we're about. We're a pro shop. And 90% of the time when, you know, when our boat's in the water, there's a rope off the back. And just kind of explain what we were. I fly out, meet them, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing we know, we're, we're going down this path. Again, not knowing anything. Wait, back up. So Ooh. he says, oh, I'm flying to Dallas. And I think I might stop and talk to Tyga. And I said, what? <laughs> so he goes out there. Two weeks later, there's a representative from Tyga in our town talking to us. And we're basically like, handshake deal. Okay, we're going to sell boats. What year like, was this? This was in 2013. Oh, Jesus. The end of 13, beginning of 14. Okay. We bought two boats in front of our little shop in our little plaza. And I put two boats in the parking lot. And then two boats grew to four boats. Well, I couldn't just have four boats. So then we rented a little section of land next to our shopping center and put a fence around it and put our boats in there. Right. And grew from the two boats to the four boats to now it's, you know, a full dealership with a showroom. Well, now, hold on. I'm getting I'm getting a little confused. Maybe you're getting ahead for me. I'm a little slow. But uh, I thought the idea was to sell the boat. You don't want to collect them. So, <laughs> so, so were, they, were these the same two boats? And then you went four boats? And you went eight yeah. boats? Or were people moving? Or was it moving that fast? No, it was the first year we sold four boats. Mm-hmm. The second year, we sold nine boats. Wow. The third year, we sold 16. And it has just gone every year wow that's pretty awesome yeah that's a big deal that's a big deal again, it was it was just it's just fun and it was really just looking to help people and say hey look this is what i do this is what i like she says it's fun now but she yelled at me every day uh, <laughs> damn you i remember when you did this to me seven years ago <laughs> yeah he still gets that <laughs> I like when we go to the boat show sometimes, I'll, Jenny will have a booth up there in Atlanta. And we usually have boat shows in the wintertime. Yeah. And it actually is the best time. It, it sounds like a racket. I know that people that are listening to this, probably everybody listening has been to a boat show one time or another. But when you do go to a boat show, it is different because the manufacturers, it's not like building cars. They don't just build X number of cars per year. They've got to figure out how many they have to build because they're all hand built. Right. It takes a lot longer to build a boat than a car and there's a lot more involved with it. So the manufacturer actually gives plenty of incentives in the wintertime for dealers to pre-sell ordered boats and yeah. then they can get a number of how many they're going to have to build that year. Oh, so it, it actually is yeah. a lot better to buy a boat at a boat show. So I, you know, usually the reps go up or the pros will go up and I always see Jenny up at the show in, in, uh, in Atlanta and, uh, <laughs> 
she'll always have a stupid contest going on in her circle with the, with yeah. the people, and she'll try to see if she can get a kid locked into the compartment where the ballast bag is and it's like an ongoing bet <laughs> and she'll be like calling the parents up oh yeah come on up here come look in the boat take your shoes off and oh i bet you could fit right down in there and the kids in and she shuts the hatch and like she'd get like a dollar from the yeah i don't know what the bet was but it was hysterical i'd, I'd see her get five kids locked in a damn hatch and they're pounding to get out getting claustrophobic and we're laughing our asses off it was hysterical but that's yeah, that and so that, so yeah. are you are you only in Atlanta right now, or do you have other stores, or you have plans of uh, branching out? Nope, just right here in Atlanta. So we have the pro shop, which is still standalone, and then we have the dealership separate, um, with the dealership and and service, and that keeps growing every year. Uh, we went from five thousand square feet to fifteen thousand square feet with a full parking lot, and now we added a second parking lot to have more boats on. So. You never know. I mean, we kind of just take it as it comes and we'll we'll see where it goes. But we're still I, having fun. I happen to know somebody who is looking for extra work and might be interested <laughs> in doing some franchising. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, we've always thought about what would be really cool is if you could just have like a like a van or a truck, not a creeper van, but like a van <laughs> and uh, and drive around and have, you know, all your gear in there and like go around to different lakes. And just sell kind of a mobile pro shop to hit. Oh know. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's I shouldn't really say this idea. Everybody's going to take it now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but what, what know, Jenny yeah, meant to yeah, say yeah. was she was starting a franchise of oh, this right. Yeah, concept. yeah, yeah. It's already patent, patent pending, patent yeah. pending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's awesome. So, so now the, you said the pro shop is separate from the dealership. Does that mean you have two separate buildings now? That one's. Yeah. Okay. They're about, a block away. They're about two blocks away from each other. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I thought you had everything on one property now. No, everybody everybody looks at us like we're idiots because they, you know, you're always under pressure. Well, why don't you move your pro shop into your dealership? And and again, going back to kind of what I think we fundamentally believe is a pro shop should be a pro shop and it should be dedicated to selling boards and gear and life jackets and not losing focus of that and trying to sell a boat. As great yeah. as that is. Um, but. We want everybody to feel welcome, and I don't care what kind of boat you're in or what you're doing. We just want to make sure that you can have fun, right? You yeah. know, out there and be safe. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, in, in the in the pull water sports end of it, it's you're selling lifestyle more than anything else. You know, it's like Harley Davidson or or buying a Rolls Royce. It's it's that lifestyle of whatever that is, and that's really what you're selling. Yeah, and we don't. You know, the cool thing is. You don't feel as, um, I guess, pressured to, to try to get them into the boat line you sell um, when they come into the pro shop, right? You don't care what boat they have. It's it's awesome that they're out on the water and they're coming to you um, for gear, you know? So that's the coolest part. That's why as long as, um, you know, we have this business and we're a part of this business, the pro shop will always be a pro shop and a boat dealership will always be a boat dealership. And that's just the way it's going to yeah. be. We're probably nuts, and we know we can save a lot of money putting them under one roof. But that's just fundamentally uh, what we believe. Yeah, that's your game plan, and uh, you know you got to stick to it if it's working. Hey, as far as you've climbed in nine years, you're doing something right. So, yeah, you don't want to change that. Now, let me ask you about the other lines that you carry. Was that something that all of a sudden these other companies were attracted to you because you had the the Tiger boats and you had the Pro Shop and 
Did they no. seek you out or did you go seek the pontoon lines? No, we yeah. seeked it out because we saw the trend going towards, um, and a lot of people will have a wakeboard boat and a pontoon boat. Right. That's not an, at all uncommon. Um, at first I was like, pontoon boats? You know, that's from like my grandfather. But pontoon boats are really fun. Yeah. yeah, really fun. We were probably a little reluctant on pontoons because we really only wanted to sell what we knew, and we know tow boats and inboards, and that's what we do. And and so we're kind of like, geez, do we do we really want to go down this path selling something we don't really know? So it took us about a year of just kind of getting on pontoons and seeing what they were about and seeing what the lifestyle was and and why you know why but somebody a, would want it. A pint, somebody who's you know, on a pontoon boat has really the same aspirations as anybody on a wakeboard boat. They just, want to go out there and they want to have fun. Yeah. Just yeah. getting on the water is all, that's all it is. And you can't yeah. argue with 53% of the boat sales globally are pontoons. Right. Yeah, it's know? a party barge. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, that's what it's all about. You go on a, on, on a wakeboard boat or a ski boat, you know that you're going to have to go wakeboarding or skiing. Uh, it's, it's not really much of a lounge boat. Whereas on a pontoon, you can still ski or disc behind it. You can't wait. Well, more. some people can disc behind it. I, shut up. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, then you can also just chill out, maybe throw a fishing rod over the edge and have a cocktail, even yeah. have a blended, you know, margarita, frozen margarita on board. I mean, it's just a lot more chill, relax, right. have, a, have a group of friends out type of boat, which is, which is why I think it's so popular. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And affordable. I mean, you can get, you run the gamut of an affordable boat for the family you know, all the way up to whatever. So yeah, um, it fits a wide range of, of customers. Right. But the other thing is every year we go to Surf Expo. And Surf Expo, I don't know, Dave, if you want to go into what Surf Expo is, but it's a wonderful opportunity for people who have dealerships and shops to go and see the newest, latest, and greatest stuff that's out from yeah. multiple different manufacturers in our industry and others. And that's how we've been able to take on, um, you know, Ronex and Radar and Connolly and, um, you know, Roswell and a lot of other manufacturers, Brigade, Phase 5, you know, all kinds of other things that we're able to see. And, um, you know, that's that's a great experience. Yeah. And you meet a bunch of other dealers, too, and get other, other ideas of what they're doing and what they're not, what's working, what isn't working. So, yeah, yeah it's a huge part of it. How did you guys uh, deal with the uh, coronavirus kung fu flu thing going on? And how has that affected you? Well, it's, I don't, you know we're not going to make light of it. It's obviously every region state looks at it differently. Um, you know, Florida and Georgia were probably two that were slower to close and quicker to open. And Georgia certainly was at least where we are, was very slow to close and very early to open. And probably 12 hours after the official shutdown, um, people were back out at home Depot and Lowe's and everything else. So we did have to shut the pro shop down. Um, for a good three weeks, but we were, you know, we were still kind of opening on the weekends and, and kind of having the lights on and the doors open. Um, and, you know, we tried to make sure that we were doing the right things as far as. No, we did. We, keeping we, the, we yeah. followed the CDC guidelines. We wiped down all the doors, anything people touched, you know, we right. did all that. Did and, your, um, did your I mean, sales, I mean, your pro, uh, you're not your pro shop, but your, um, your, your uh, service department must've stayed busy because the boats, I don't know about up there, but, the whole coronavirus deal, the yeah. lakes have been packed. Absolutely. Yeah. So service, we knew would be busy. We knew service would continue to be just slammed because, again, to your point, that that's all you have to do, right? So we thought, okay, service is going to be busy. Buckle up, get ready. 
will probably take a hit on new boat sales. Well, nothing could have been further from the truth. New boat sales have been insane and we're basically out of inventory. Um, and then when the pro shop reopened, it's been incredible. So we've had probably the best month of our, you know, entire, um, existence just in the month of May at the pro shop alone. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's great. People again, getting on the water and getting maybe we're getting back new to, people. we're getting yeah. new people to the industry, people who, you know, are interested in buying a boat for the first time That's awesome. and coming in and buying things. So as terrible as all this is, you know, maybe it's that thing we kind of all need to, uh, remind us of getting back to kids and family and trying to find something to do as a family. Yeah. And you can definitely social distance. You can have, you know, most boats are carrying less than 10 people anyway, and you can social distance easily on a boat. It's better to be outside than inside during this whole thing. And yeah, absolutely. So you got any, you got any funny stories of uh, anything that's happened recently up there with, while you're doing your Thursday night surf day or some crazy stories of what's happened in the past few years? My favorite, uh, my favorite's when you showed me your little ass. That, I was waiting for that. You might want to, explain. I come in as a sales rep, and I and I meet Jenny, and she's showing me the shop. She goes, "Oh yeah, look over here, and look over here, and blah blah blah." And she she commits to a sale, and uh, I'm getting ready to to pack up my stuff, and she goes, "Hey, uh, you want to see my little ass?" <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know how to answer this. What? <laughs> so, Jenny, I'm going to let you tell everybody wh- what that means. I have this little donkey. I knew it. <laughs> and I like to put it in the pocket of some of the clothes and different things and say, does this make my ass look big? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Always a sense of humor. Any any stories of the lake that you remember over the past, I don't know, whenever? I don't know. I mean, other than vehicles sinking at the ramp. Those what, are, you know. What, ha- what sunk at the ramp? Oh, they backed the car in too far? Yeah. That happened here uh, Saturday, which was great, um, at one of the ramps right by that we used. So, you know, there's always that kind of stuff. It's it's the lake, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Big dumb. We got a call once of this guy bought a new boat. He went and put it in the lake and he's driving around the lake and he calls us and he goes, dude, I don't know what's going on, but I can't get my boat over five miles an hour and there's water splashing everywhere. And we're like, what the hell is this guy doing? So we drive down there and the guy had backed his boat down and it's all strapped to the back of the trailer and, you know, to the front. He unhooks the trailer from the tow ball and drives the boat across the lake with a trailer still attached to the boat. You're kidding me. <laughs> what? Is that the one that's been, been playing on uh, Facebook lately? I don't know. I don't know if I don't I doubt it cuz this was years ago. How is no, that even possible because it just sits on the trailer well, no, I thought. No, 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 it's stri- so if you're trailering on a long distance by yeah. law in many states you have to have the back of the boat ratchet strapped to the back of the trailer. Oh my god. And then your front is cranked up on that wheel and there's a hook yeah. there. Yeah. So it's really held to the trailer he unhooked the tow ball clink, wow. and the boat you know he backed up the boat and the the wheels rolled right in oh my god and the trailer was stuck to the <laughs> wow i did have one guy after uh, he came in for service he texted me and sent me a picture and said what are these and it was a picture of the plug sitting on the back of the boat <laughs> and he's in the boat calling you from the boat yeah. and i said get to shore immediately that's the plug <laughs> So I guess you added that to your checklist now when you sell a boat? Absolutely. Check plug. 
Check the, check the fun. It's like when I lost a boat and that last episode I told of my Memorial Day when the boat fell off and everybody's been texting me that I, they've been tightening their toe balls like everybody across the country. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty funny. So, all right, well, why don't you tell everybody um, how they get a hold of you guys and, and your location and your Facebook and let's give yourself some selfish plugs. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love it if people follow us on Facebook, just polewatersports.com as well as Instagram and then pullwatersports.com um, for uh, e-commerce and for the dealership. And then we're just, uh, like you said, north of Atlanta on Lake Lanier up the west side of the lake. So straight up 400 from Atlanta. Why but, don't we uh, do this? You, you do mail order stuff as well, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So talk. why don't we make a, um, a, a code right here on the podcast? If somebody calls your shop and they, they mention the outside, the outside edge, edge. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just say if they mention the outside edge, can you offer them anything for uh, calling from listening to this podcast? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do a uh, we'll do a fifteen percent off. Hey, all right, there you go. That's a big one. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong button. But it did it did turn me on a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Jenny jumping up and down on the bed. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, or they can even Snapchat us too, and we okay. can take them through you know different products. Yeah, nice. that's a good idea. So if you are buying online, they could actually uh, could they could you do a video call or something so you could talk them through how to do stuff. And we do that with boats a lot. We'll do a FaceTime. Yeah, and we can do it. It's even better with Snapchat, and we can walk through it and show them different products that we have. Explain it, just like being here. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, and it's it's Pull Water Sports, and it's just pullwatersports.com is your website, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And because of uh, Dave's New Hampshire accent, let me just clarify that is pool, pool, water sports. Not pool. Yeah, pool. You pull, pool. You pull the boat. Let's go Not for a pull. pull. You're going pull. That's what you do. You no, go for a pull. You're calling it a pole, like you're going to drop a fishing pole in there. Pole? Yeah, yeah. that's what you're that's saying. That's what it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> well, there you go. You know, the P-U-L-L. New England. There you go. Right on. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, anything you want to close with? We appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you soon. I really appreciate the sponsorship that you've offered us. And um, they they take care of us on Patreon as we do have a a lot of people getting on there. But, you know, we we could use some more. This is an expensive thing to pull off. And uh, we would love to get you on Patreon. Listen to some bonus episodes. You can find that at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the outside edge. It's only two bucks a month. And you can get on there and you can listen to the bonus episodes and have some fun. We put a lot of videos and other content up there as well. Um, Please keep us on Facebook. Like us. Give us a little write-up and uh, continue growing this. Mike, you got anything? Uh, Just make sure that you rate us. Rate us on iTunes. Rate us on Spotify. Uh, Give us that five-star rating. And uh, hopefully we can uh, get this up on the uh, new and upcoming list so that more people will see it. Right on. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Perry and Jenny, for coming on. On behalf of Mike Lee, this is Dave Briscoe. See you next time on The Outside Edge.